Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867 as we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And we want to encourage you to come on out and visit with us. Lots of folks uh, out here shopping, uh, looking, uh, uh, oh, oh, are you able to, to do that? Yeah. Okay. There we go. It was raining at my house when I left. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And did you? And I saw the same mine. Northwest and off and on, off and on. Yeah. And I saw this morning that there was, uh, and even here, there's puddles of water. Was it a big rain last night? I slept through it. I don't know. Half an inch. Yeah, half an inch is is uh, is reasonable, isn't it? They said an inch is better, but they said they half an inch is reasonable, isn't it? Well, yeah, half an inch is. Well, it's respectable. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe maybe that's a better word. Better than nothing. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like, we, we left yesterday, and all I had was basically dirt on the car <laughs> where the, the rain had come down, wet it, and then the dust had kicked up, and so. No. It's not like a, a trace where you could be, uh, your, some of your plants, in, like in containers, could be uh, wilted by the end of the day on those no. hot days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Half an inch is generally... Enough to make it make it through one night at least. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> we we enjoyed your play by play of the rain yesterday, Milton. Oh, where you were given a minute by minute. Oh, time, you want me to do that again? I can do that again. Uh, time when the rain was going to happen. <laughs> Only if the rain actually shows up. Yeah. I know. That's a, <laughs> my. Uh, that Milton, he, my he, forecaster is—he's he's uh, a geek. He's a m- 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 computer geek. Yeah. So well, let's see. Except he—he's—that's the same guy that uh, uh, is in league with those Sinisos. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we had a big meeting last night. The Sinisa and I did. We talked a little bit. They said they were a little off, only by a day. Things aren't always, you know, perfect, but uh, they said they try to get better next time. <laughs> Let's see what. Uh, as, as I was walking in, I stopped and looked at the Bermancio, the angel trumpets out there, which deer won't eat, and they've got a pretty good selection. And one that caught my eye was a uh, one called Supernova, and Dorothy Weedy introduced me to that one, and tried to get us to grow it. Uh, at the greenhouse until she showed me her plant which, is which was two stories high <laughs> it's, it's called supernova it's a, it's a white I'm pretty sure well Dorothy has two story high plants in a number of species yeah <laughs> uh, she, uh, for somebody being as uh Small in stature as she is, you'd think she'd want the the dwarfs so she could uh, see them closer. But uh, she, she she's fascinated by the one that get two stories high. 
But anyway, they've got that out there. And uh, uh, they've also got uh, a dwarf, uh, double white, I think. I think. That's probably only eight or nine feet tall. Yeah, uh, it is. It's, <laughs> it's a dwarf. And it's the smallest plant out there in the plants. I mean, so it's a, it's a, it's a true dwarf. And uh, that's the only true dwarf, or only dwarf I could get out of Dorothy. She kind of hesitatingly gave me that one. And uh, because, uh, like I said, she doesn't like dwarfs. But I, on the dwarfs, you don't, you don't have to get as close to the ground to take pictures. Just the blooms hang upside down, and uh, if uh, again that's totally deer resistant, and uh, the uh, very pretty, and I think I think I think they'll take quite a bit of shade. Uh, they appreciate morning sun and afternoon shade, but uh, I think they'll take quite a bit of shade and still bloom. Now the problem is they don't. Uh, they have a tendency to bloom in cooler weather, which means spring, early, uh, early spring, and uh, early fall. And if they if they freeze back, of course, you only get the the fall bloom. Tell, tell, tell us, remind they're us. They're very fragrant. Remind us of the definition now. The two, the. the two two uh, species that used to be together now they're two separate. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, Bergmansia is the Bergmansia is the one uh, that that will grow for flowers, and then there's the uh, the one that's a uh, that uh, holds it bloom upright. Oh, okay. And it's it's usually white. Is that the one that begins with D? And it's <laughs> uh, yeah. But I was thinking of yes. I know Bart has got one that grows. Grows in the full sun along his driveway, that is relatively low growing and has the plants. I mean, the seems like the blooms are t- tipped over too. Yeah, uh, that's the farmers call that uh, Jimson reed, Jimson weed, but we call it Datura. Uh, the there it is, Datura. The Datura. The that's the one that faces up. Yeah, well, okay. points up. Yeah, points up. and uh, easier to take a picture of the inside of the bloom when it's the two. <laughs> but uh, it's deer resistant too, but uh, it doesn't bloom as prolifically as does uh, Bergmanthias, and especially the one, the probably the bloominess Bergmanthia is one called. Uh, uh, Charles Grimaldi, which we have lots mm-hmm. of out here. So, if you want a deer-resistant plant, then an, an unusual plant. Yeah, it's, it's unusual. You can uh, you spend a lot of time discussing uh, characteristics, and uh, if any anybody reads those uh, European murder mysteries, they that uh, tour comes up oh yeah they quite often poison people <laughs> yeah. with it but uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was reading uh, Neil Spare wrote something about it the other day and um, 
I didn't realize that was the same thing that the farmers call jimson weed, which they hate because it uh, damages the, the wildlife, the cattle. Oh. If they eat it, they kill them. Yeah, that, but, does, that is some damage. <laughs> and so uh, uh, the deer figure it out, I guess, quicker than the cattle do. But anyway, uh, the, we've got a good supply of them, and uh, several of the pink ones. And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of information on uh, plantanswers.com. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, yeah. It is a you know, it's, we tease about it, but it's a very interesting plant and uh, a, a kind of a strange natural history and a, a involvement in like the murder mysteries and all the different kinds of things. Long history in terms of horticulture, too. Huh? Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, here, here's uh, Brugmatia. Here's what Neil wrote about it. Brugmatia is all called, also called moonflower. Hmm. Uh, I never heard that. Perhaps no night flowering plant is so showy. In other words, it, it, it blooms, opens... And you can't and you nice. can't see it, so how do you tell? <laughs> and uh, but uh, of course they stay open into the next morning. But uh, Neil mentioned that it's fragrant. It's super fragrant. And uh, we were we were out when we were growing several kinds that Dorothy had given us. Uh, and why was we she growing all these? Hmm? She just is a hobby. Well, did people around the, her house start disappearing? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, she she would always order some. Uh, I mean, she had catalogs that uh, people were selling. And if she if she saw a, she sees a new one, she'll order it and grow it out for a while and then give us some cuttings. Very nice. But not of dwarfs. No. She won't order dwarfs. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's very fragrant, and we were noticing that the fragrance only occurs at night, and uh, it generally starts being fragrant at 6 o'clock. Really? At, at night, after 6, six o'clock and after. Is, and, the, is the fragrance, I'm trying to remember... It's not as not as heavy as the uh, night blooming jasmine, is it? No, no, no. no. But uh, we, when we had it in the greenhouse, I thought well, the killer <laughs> was when we had citrus in there that was blooming in the spring, and bergmansias, which were blooming at the same time. It knocked you down when mm-hmm. you went in the, in the greenhouse. Uh, but Neil never mentions fragrance. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's uh, he says it's a subtropical beauty that can grow eight to ten feet tall and up to eight feet wide. It's ten inch long flowers hang straight down, uh, distinguishing it from Datura just mentioned. Flower colors include yellow, pink, and white, and we've got all those colors for sale here. So uh, it's a good one. He 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 uh, found one for the <laughs> named 
Cherub, C-H-E-R-U-B, Cherub. And uh, he says it's the showiest. But uh, I'm, I'm still sticking with uh, Charlie Grimaldi as maybe it, it, it's, it's showy, but it, it just blooms its brain down. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go to uh, Under Flowers in, on plantanswer.com, you see uh, some pictures I've took, taken of it. And mo- all of those are Charles Grimaldi. And uh, uh, most of those were taken over at uh, Karen's uh, mother's place there. In, uh, Karen Guz, the uh, uh, yeah. SAWS conservation director. Her, her parents uh, used to have a big one in the front mm-hmm. door. Yeah, Karen is quite a horticulturist. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, that thing would just kill you with bloom. I mean, it was the showiest thing you ever saw. And grew tall, like uh, eight feet tall. But uh, anyway, like I said, the deer, and they're in the Hollywood Park, so the deer didn't touch it. Hmm. And uh, so anyway, that's a good plant. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, and toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. Taking a look at AccuWeather.com, rain may form at Millburgers in 53 minutes. <laughs> in some neighborhoods, depending upon uh, conditions and... Uh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound really encouraging. <laughs> uh, as I was walking in, I, I saw a, a chronologically matured couple. Buying, oh, old uh, people? Yeah. Oh. Buying, uh, <laughs> buying some tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny. Uh, the, the man was looking at the light tags. I could tell they hadn't been here or listened to our show much. And the lady had a, a smartphone. Oh, so she was and researching she, it? She was researching it. I started to stop there and help her, but I was running a little bit late. But uh, that's the neat thing about getting tomato plants at Millburger. They're all good. Yeah. Yeah. We. They were kind of looking at one Phoenix. Well, you know, and that's an older... Yeah. I always think of it as like a, a celebrity. Yeah. You use Phoenix. Yeah, I used to be. If they're, if they're around, I use Phoenix. They're kind of a medium size, uh, and a heat, I always think of it as a heat setter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, all of, almost all of those rodeo tomatoes... Or heat setters. Yeah, like, They're like, tested during the heat. Yeah, Mil- Milton mentioned, you know, like solar, solar fire and yeah, Phoenix. The names. And, yeah, uh, we planted. We heat plant, wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We plant. Uh, we plant those at uh, Versa Farms out at Von Army, and uh, we always plant them. We have about twenty, twenty-two varieties, different varieties that we test. Um. And we always plant them in uh, the first of April, and and the reason we wait so late is because uh, we don't want them to get frosted out. 
uh, you know, late frost or something. Because if we lose them, we won't have a trial this year. Because uh, we only have a, they send us a hundred seed of each variety. And so we only have a one-time planting of it. Now, out of that hundred seed, we get uh, we get some some uh, samples to send to other places to test across the state. Uh, like uh, we uh, usually send some to Greg Grant up and, and, mm-hmm. and he plants around Tyler. So how is he doing with his uh, now newly married? Is his horticulture stayed up, up tar? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, he's he's doing a great job up there, uh, working well with the master mm-hmm. gardeners. <laughs> I've been on the, uh, well, it hasn't been a while, but I've been on the, on the agenda with him hmm. a few times, and he gave he's good gives a good presentation. What do you see? Uh, that that is is uh, new. Then he's working closely with the master gardeners. Yeah, because then the, that was they an issue him. in the old days down here, I guess. <laughs> well. He was he was scared of something he didn't have any experience uh-huh. with, and uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons he left San Antonio. Is uh, is he saw that they were thank you, Greg. <laughs> they uh, they uh, he, oh, he saw that he was going to have to have a master gardener. I'm I'm saying that because I was yeah. able to get the the job after he. That's left, right. So. And Calvin masterfully handled uh, master uh, the master gardener. Yeah, we program. had a great experience. But uh, uh, but he's master gardeners are are people that like plants are naturally drawn to Greg. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's what happened at the botanical garden here, and uh, and it happened. The wholesale nurseries? Yeah, when he was in uh, Nacogdoches working for SFA, Stephen F. Austin University, and also uh, working at their uh, native plant uh, center there, uh, he was surrounded by master gardeners and worked with the master gardeners. Including? In, in fact. My ex wife. That's right. That's Bonnie right. Hammett. Bonnie went yeah. up there with him. Yeah, Bonnie and he were a wonderful <laughs> team. And uh, uh, who was the professor? Uh, uh, Creech. Yeah, Dave Creech. Yeah. Dave Creech. Yeah, but uh, Bonnie lived in the, the adjoining town to Nacogdoches, uh, Lufkin. Yeah. And uh, she would drive over there to be in his uh, his master gardener unit. And they got in trouble with... Uh, uh, the A and M Master Gardener group, because <laughs> a lot of history. But uh, when when the when they when the county agent left that liked Master Gardeners, uh, they decided to disband the Master Gardeners unit there in Nacogdoches. Gracious. And uh, <laughs> all those Master Gardeners were drawn to Greg. And and join uh, join his little group over there, and so everything was going well until they realized that they had gotten rid of <laughs> when they dismanded that uh, master gardener unit. 
one of the uh, chancellors, a friend's, uh, or, or maybe one of the, one of the directors over there, was in that master gardening unit, and he gave A and M hell, hmm. which filtered down onto Greg, <laughs> and uh, so that was. And of course, I got the blame for it. Uh-huh. Uh, How know, did you get the blame for it? Well, because he, wherever wherever there's a problem, he's usually there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is that the first question? All right, this is happening. How do we blame this on Parsons? <laughs> I told I Sam Cotter was the director, department head that time, and uh, he called me. He said, "I said I don't know what you're talking about." He said, you need to get Greg under control over there because uh, he, he's making a lot of trouble for us. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, Sam Codner said, this has got you written all over it. <laughs> I, first I'd heard of it. So you have a reputation, do you? Well, uh, I had, they claimed that I had trained Greg to act like that. Oh, but anyway. You know, keeping control of Greg is a full-time job. Oh, sure. hell yes. Still is. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And hopefully your questions and calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And now's a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant, and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you, like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, but I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas and perennials are on sale in the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or five for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, daylilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on the way. At MillburgerNursery.com. We'll see you there. Hey, if you're seeing some weird things flying around your house, flying ants, they may be nothing, but they may be termites. And the way to do it is to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control and have them come out and inspect your property. Does he have a drone con- control system? Too? Yeah, he's, he goes with them in the sky. Actually, I bet he, I wonder if he does. No, I think he just he just looks for the, the telltale signs. I mean, he's been doing this since 1976. So Warren and Spider-Man know what to look for. And they can take care of the problem. They can take care of mosquitoes and cockroaches and... Uh, what? Yeah, that's Rat, right. Rats? Yep, absolutely. The uh, trouble I have with Warren on cockroach. Yeah? He kills them all. And they, you, they all die. 
And you have ones that are just your friends. Yeah, pets. if yeah. he could selectively kill the. I will talk. I will talk to him about it. I told you that I mentioned this <laughs> your roaches the other day, and he just rolled his eyes and and he laughed. But uh, yeah, so if you're looking for a great pest control company to help you out, who's going to look for it to solve the problem, not just treat a symptom of it. And Spider-Man is your solution. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, uh, your web of protection since 1976. Call them today at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. From mosquitoes to whatever you got bugging you, they'll help you. You can learn more all about them at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. James is on the line at 210-308-8867, 308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. I'm sitting in front of the air conditioner. Don't don't be talking like that. Yeah, man. man. We're outside. You shy, You're mean. Shame on you. You're just mean, James. <laughs> well, you can turn the fan on. We got the fan on. <laughs> well, we yeah, got two we got, fans There's on. two fans on Milton. No, that's uh, not true. <laughs> oh, we make man. it rain now in 112 minutes. The All forecast right. has gone from 62 to 112. Yeah, you can almost cut that humidity with a knife. Yeah, yeah. it's really thick. What's uh, going on? I was out this morning while it was cool pulling weeds, and there was one that like, grows in a big circle and it's not more than about a half inch tall, and when you pull the center, the whole thing comes up like a doormat. Yeah. What's that? I, I, pigweed. Well, is that pigweed? No, I think that he's he's uh, describing a, a kind of a, a sedge. I, okay. I think it's a, in the sedge fan. Yeah, but there's no thorns or anything. No, on. no. Yeah, because yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, well, pig. I guess pigweed would be yeah. a little taller, but uh, it grows in that kind of. Always amazes me how you pick up one of those little stems and yeah, there's four feet of them. <laughs> but but the sedge is oh, the same. Just yeah. grows in a circle. You know, like maybe two foot diameter to one foot in diameter, and it's not more than yeah. about a half inch tall. And no, it's kind of, it's kind of tame too, right? I mean, it's not a yeah. When you pull, savage weed, <laughs> when you pull it up, do you notice all the seeds that fall off of it when you pull it yeah, up? Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's right. It's reseeding itself, so that's a well, problem. Well, what is? <laughs> what is you it? Know? Yeah, it's a sedge, some type of sedge. I don't know the active name of it, but uh, it's it's a. Uh, it's a sedge, and uh, like you say, it's so easy to control. Uh, you just need to get them uh, when they're small, as small as possible, so that they won't have drop all those seeds. They're in most. They're in most of uh, oh the uh, books that have photo, photos of weeds. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, and it's so distinct. Yeah, when you pull it up, there's million little seeds that's left right. in, under that bat. Right. And they're going to lay there and come up next year. You can't use the vinegar herbicide on them. Well, if you want to eat them, Yeah, you could put a vinegar herbicide on them. 
Wouldn't yeah. hurt anything. Wouldn't hurt the seed. Uh, no. Kill kill the kill the foliage, but not the the roots. Or... I don't know if it'd kill that plant. That plant is kind of tough. That's tough, guy. Yeah, burn. Uh, see if it'll burn the foliage. I'd put some orange oil in there yeah. with it. Okay. And then, then you could Sounds put some like... ice and some <laughs> well, Irish you, whiskey. And... Well, you quit it. <laughs> well, you know okay. how to tell the difference between an Irish gardener and, a, and an English gardener, right? What's that? I'm scared. The, the Irish gardener's got some Irish whiskey in his uh, watering can, and the Englishman's got uh, gin in there. No. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Cal? No, I was thinking it would be uh, scotch. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. The English gardener probably w- wouldn't want anybody to say they had scotch in there. No. Well, thanks, James. All right, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take it easy. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Speaking of Greg, uh, if you look on the plantanswers.com, on uh, the topics of the month, I've added a Hang new, on, Marty. I've added a new topic called John Fannick Flocks, mm. and it was written by Greg, and it tells how he found and named John Fannick Flocks. Well, that should be interesting, because my column next uh, Saturday... Is it? Mention is uh, talks about John Fennick flocks, talks about coral vine, and oh, bougainvillea. Huh? So, so well, I was uh, I made I made made a statement in there that uh, that they were not sure what the state of the uh, Fennick's flocks, the wholesale state of it is at this point. Mm-mm. It's uh, if you uh, got, if you got it in your garden, it's yeah. we're doing wonderful. Oh, it's wonderful. Marty's on the line. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Marty's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. What's going on? Yes, I have a, a question regarding uh, the moonflower. Yeah. Uh, does that grow by bulb? No, uh, doesn't grow by bulbs. Uh, it's got a pretty massive root system, but I don't think it has a bulb. Now, you're, we're talking Bergmansia? Yeah, the one you had mentioned. Okay, okay. Uh, Mo- Bergmansia, moonflower, or uh, used to be called Detur- in the Detura family. But uh, okay. it doesn't have a bulb. It so, has a massive okay. root system. Is it hard? Uh, is it hard to transplant, Jerry? No, Mm-mm. I didn't think it was. Because so, uh, a lot of Dorothy's big plants were in these little containers. <laughs> yeah, uh, the it it freezes down. It freezes, right. Sometimes it freezes down, and you just okay. cut it all the way back to the ground, and then it it comes out the following spring. So it's a it's a perennial. Uh, like hibiscus, uh, uh, perennial the white, hibiscus. The white one that you had mentioned, is that the one that's very fragrant? Is that the one what? Fragrant. Is it they're very fragrant. fragrant? They're all fragrant. They're all fragrant. Okay. 
Okay. That's why I couldn't Good. figure out why they, nobody mentioned it. But yeah, they're all deer, I think, they're all deer resistant. I think I had one uh, when I uh, lived uh, in South Town, and okay. uh, it was a white one, and it would come yeah. up. It, but it would come up at, at, at nighttime because it comes up uh, with with the moonlight. Mm-hmm. That's why we would call it uh, the moonflower. Moonflower, yeah. And then it would it close. Did. Yeah. But it was okay. very, very fragrant. It was very beautiful. Yeah, there you go. That's it. You thinking of the okay. right thing. Okay. For me. And, also, and, and, and uh, isn't, there also, isn't there also a vine that blooms at night? Well, let's see. Wait a minute. Well, of course. I got night, a Night-blooming jasmine and... Uh, yeah. I don't know what what vine it would be here. Um, plants that brighten the night. Uh, moonflower or angel's right. trumpet. Uh, Brumantia, uh, that's out of moonflower. That's a, out of moonflower. Uh, four o'clocks hmm. that bloom at night. And moon vines. Uh, which as, as a white flowering vine, you know know that it's the sister of uh, it's sister to uh, morning glory. Hmm. Petals are all joined, just like the one of the day blooming kin. But these buds open late in the afternoon, and they're closed by mid morning the next day. It's refined. It's a refined annual vine. That is handsome climbing up trellises or spilling over fences. Hmm. So if you're talking about the vine form, you're talking about the moon vine. Okay. I'm not. I'm not familiar. I've not grown moon vine, but okay. it, they say and it's you, fragrant. You said that Bermantia comes in different colors. Oh yeah, it comes in pink, and uh, comes in that dwarf white I was talking about, and. Uh, and and the the one that blooms so much is called Charles Grimaldi. Must be a French oh. dude, right? Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I don't know. Well, <laughs> hopefully, I can uh, but, go uh, by Melbourne. It's, it's it's yellow it's and it's a it's a yeah, blend. Swing on by. And then the supernova, okay. supernova uh-huh. is a, a white, I think, and it's it's the one that Dorothy was trying to pawn off on me that grew two stories high. <laughs> Well, it re- resembles Mexican <laughs> olive, maybe. Yeah. Same size. All right. Thank you very much for your information. I really appreciate it. Thank okay. you, Marty. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right, okay. 210-308-8867. So I had a thought. Uh, speaking of, Oh, no. I know. It hurt. It hurt a little bit, and then. I thought we, I thought we were keeping him busy. We all might have heard. So he wouldn't have a thought. Y'all might have heard the grinding and stuff and the, the smoke. I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't smell that. So with the way the world is now, for uh-huh. folks that might miss Greg, is he doing any streaming presentations that you're aware of where you could go back and you could say, oh, hey, you know what? I want to see Greg give another presentation or Greg's going to talk about this because you couldn't see him in person necessarily, but if they're streaming it like David and Molly were, you could go in anywhere in the world and see it. Well, would you... Uh if you're David and Molly, would you be happy to have Greg uh, offer his uh, presentations in your territory? Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just curious. I think people got the, to know Greg. and Look on the bottom 
uh, on the computer of uh, or the top of this uh, article yeah. written about John Fannick Flock. And I think I've got uh, some of his uh, media sources. Uh, I know okay. he does a blog. Yeah, I've seen that, and he, I see him on Facebook and stuff. I was just curious. Yeah. Well, and it's well, not well, really a competition. It's all good information, and you can watch David and you can watch Greg. I mean, or Molly and Greg. So. <laughs> well, one, one thing, uh, he, Greg is also, this coronavirus is keeping him at the house. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing a lot of good writing. <laughs> and oh. so he's also written a uh, uh, write-up on uh, how we found the Texas Gold Columbine. Hmm. And well, that'll be uh, that, that was right. <laughs> that was right before Calvin came, and Calvin always talks about getting the calls from West Texas that I was roaming around the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> they blame him for everybody. <laughs> I know it. We got Parsons sightings out here. Can you get, go ahead? Yeah, Monday, we, mo- Monday mornings were the report. It's like Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 night and the northern lights and uh, and Parsons. Yeah, Rome, exactly. Rome. But I I found an interesting thing on about the internet. There is not a picture of John Fannick on the internet. Really? Huh. No, it's not on Fanic website. It's not on uh, oh, uh, the, all. John is listed in uh, Horticulture Heroes and PlantAnswer.com. Written uh, article written by Greg, and uh, so I, I was looking for a picture to go with this uh, John Fanic flock. I've got pictures of the flocks itself but uh none of him is uh i wrote greg and asked him did he have a picture of john fanning flock i took some fanning uh pictures of john fanning uh because he used to always go on the blue bonnet tour that we did to la Prior. and uh but they were all slides when they changed from slide to digital, that put me back to square one. Hmm. But Greg says he had scanned some slides of John Fannick, and hopefully I'll be able to get one of those out of him. They don't even have, his sons don't even have one. Really? Because John <laughs> was like me. He was always taking pictures. He was not in pictures. But uh, we'll see what we can come up with. No, apparently there are enough sightings of you all around Texas that people don't need to have pictures. They're seeing you everywhere. All right, we're going to take a break while I we do. I give my name when, I, when I'm caught, Milton. Yeah. Now this, this mask is giving him a kind of a new identity. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 308 8867. Again, telling you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. I want you to go to deckandpatiocare.com. It's the best advice I can give you uh, to see what a difference Barry and his crew can make on your deck. It's right there. And uh, you can actually see another project gallery on the website, deckandpatiocare.com. But they'll show you what it looks like, and they're doing a great job. 
they really can make that deck look new again. So if you've been kind of, oh, not enjoying the deck and the way it looked at your home or your, your pebble stone driveway or your, uh, your fence, give Barry a call. He loves doing this. He does a great job. We've had some nice uh, people call in and say that they've used Barry and love him. So uh, give him a call. Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. DeckandPatioCare.com, the website, or 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Say hello for me uh, when you talk to Barry, 210-822-9147. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. And now is a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant, and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you, like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, but I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas. And perennials are on sale in the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or 5 for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. Oh, no why There's no sun up in the sky Stormy weather Since my man and I ain't together Yeah, I wish we'd have just a bit of stormy weather. Raining all the time Let's see if I... Uh, here we go. The minute forecast... I'm going to update it right now as I give you our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It now says rain forming in the area, may form, may form in the area in 91 minutes. It may not, too. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. It doesn't give a percentage? Yeah, let's see if it does. Uh, well, now, I just can't believe that you removed your dependence from the Sinisa to the. Well, they're they're the not. Theater. I can't do minute to minute with Sinisa, but uh, but they they were. You can do inaccurate minute to minute with the, <laughs> that with the, uh, the internet. Uh, let's see if I can get hourly and see what it says. Did y'all find daylilies today? I, I still haven't been able to find you, the daylilies. I didn't. I you didn't, still hungry, are you? I can yeah. see them. I can see them. You can see them? They're behind me, aren't they? Yeah, right behind you. Daylilies get thee behind you. Hmm. Are they blooming? No. no. Oh. But the foliage looks great. Yeah. One of the things we overlook on the iris and daylilies are they really make an interesting ground cover. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm eating a lot of Cane's chicken since uh, Bill mm-hmm. Miller's Club are shut down, kind of. Well, they do, they still do curbside, right? Or they yeah, still do right. the drive through Because we, we drove by one, holy cow, at lunch. Bill Miller? Yeah, yeah. They had some people. And that's an understatement. But anyway, there at uh, Cane's on Bandera, the one inside the loop, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a daylily planting 
They did. At the front. At the front of the uh, plate. And it's interesting because they've got taller daylilies. And uh, also in the same bed, in the same row, they've got uh, the smaller growing, dwarfer. Uh, pro- probably the ones we're selling as a dwarf. It's been on the market for a long time. But they 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 don't have a lot of blooms, but they have some blooms all the time. Hmm. Yeah, we we, all, we always thought of uh, of uh, daylilies as a, a June bloomer. Yeah. Follow you know the following the iris. And yeah, the, they've got some now yeah. that are bloom all the time. Well, even iris, they've got some that they make have two bloom periods. Yeah. And claim. And uh, the uh, <laughs> Gold Star Esperanza still holding up as the uh, blooming this thing on the place, uh, perennial. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've been proud of uh, 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 Thoralis, too, how it's uh, staying blooming through the summer. Now, some of them did get, uh, some of the Thoralis did get, the blooms did get uh, wilted. Some in my neighborhood. Because they dried? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one that I'm a little disappointed in is Duranta. It was go- cruising along, looking getting looking good, and I was kind of get- looking forward to it to be yeah, full of those full purple of blooms, fun. and then it would be loaded with butterflies. But uh, it, it's kind of set, set back, at least locally. Where it's not being watered. Yeah. Hey, we have Karen on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Karen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm doing fine. Thank you. We have a pomegranate tree. We're in Hondo, Texas. It was spent 20 years in about a one-gallon pot. It's been in the ground for about five years. Um, it gets plumes. It gets pomegranates. Sometimes the birds get it before we do. But what I'm just trying to figure out is when they're ripe. They looked really, really red. Pulled one off this morning inside the uh, the arils. Is that what you call them, arils? What, yes, what, ma'am. Okay. They're juicy, but they're white. So how long after that they turn well, red and ripe? Some of them have white aerials. Oh. Some of them are. Okay. Just because just the outside is red doesn't mean the aerials are going to be red, too. Okay, well, I looked online, and I couldn't find a picture of any white flesh, so I just assumed there wasn't such a thing. Okay. Yeah, uh, the... Uh, you don't know what variety it is? I do not. It, it was given to a... a friend gave a friend a seed and he planted it and kept oh it in a goodness. pot for 20 years and then when he got to the place where he's going to live forever we put it in the ground five years ago <laughs> yeah good uh so you don't you don't know how big is it uh, maybe what is it like 15 feet high yeah about that 15 feet 15 yeah. years old oh but how how tall did it get Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's that's a no, kind of a normal size one. Okay. You, I don't think it'll freeze in in uh, Hondo. Yeah. Uh, some some of them are more cold hardy than others, 
but I don't think any of them will freeze. Well, we've got our planting in, uh, in Uvalde. Dr. Larry Stein has them right. planted in Uvalde. And uh, we've got, uh, let's see, I don't think I'll ever put those pictures on the Internet, but uh, every, now and, every now and then they'll have a, a pomegranate, at least they used to, <laughs> have a pomegranate uh, meeting of the pomegranate growers in the area. Yeah. Uh, that uh, And we have displays of the fruit of the different varieties. Oh. And like you say, some of them are pink. Uh, the the arrows are pink. Some of them are completely white. And uh, but usually when the fruit the fruit comes on there is green, right? And then it turns yeah. kind of yellowish, and then it turns red. Yes. Now when it turns red, uh, that's an indication that it's it's ripe. And uh, but if you want to protect it from the birds, uh, you have to uh, have to wrap each fruit. I'm <laughs> not going to yeah. do that. Well, <laughs> why not? Or just wrap some. Because <laughs> I have better things. <laughs> oh no, you haven't. Or just, just wrap the ones I'll you want to keep. I'll take the ones I can reach from the ground, and I'll let the birds have the ones that are at the 15 foot height. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always I always think of them as. Uh, Ripening on like end of September and October. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're, they're ripening a little bit later. Okay. Uh, but uh, the the red color or the coloration of the flesh is is the key. And but that okay. is uh, that late. If you wait for them to ripen, that that's tough on the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and the uh, squirrels you, are in on it too. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so you're saying that you're busier than Mr. Moy used to be, and all the Chinese people uh, used to be, because uh, they wrap all that fruit of uh, or of pears and uh, I, I, I understand and, and what they do. I never said I was busier than them. <laughs> I said I'm choosing not to do uh, that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Karen, we gotta, we're going to try to get one more on. Thanks for calling. Got it. Thank you Hi, very Karen. much. Keep us Y'all informed, will you? You too. Have a great day. Cliff is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Cliff? Welcome to the show. I just want to make an input on the uh, Datura. Okay. Okay. There's. I have a double yellow and a double purple. So wow. if we ever if we ever if we ever get together again, we might want to propagate them. <laughs> uh, usually, the datura is this master gardener, Cliff? Yeah, Cliff Bingham. Yeah. Uh, you, usually, the the one that's purple is a is a, a what do we say the other one well, the gypsum weed. Uh, datura. Datura. Well, they're all they're all gypsum weed, right? Are there is the purple one holding the bloom upright? Yep. Straight up, right? Straight up. Okay, that's that's a. Uh, for some reason, I never have liked that one. But. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what what's the other color? Are you said yellow, double white? yellow. No, that's up. I've got. It's, uh, a, it's up uh, too. Brugmanji. 
I got Brugmansia too. That's that uh, blooms down. Okay, okay. Cliff, where'd you get yours? Did you get them from Dorothy or from out uh, computer? Or I mean, I wish I could tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's been <laughs> I a got while, the yellow one, I think, saying? from another nursery over here on oh. Thousand Oaks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And the purple that's one I've had for years. Yeah, that's old old rainbow. Where yeah. far, forest used to work. Uh-huh. Far yeah. The other thing, uh, I don't know whether if you're old enough to remember Gene Autry. Who? Gene Autry. Gene Autry. You were, you, you're talking about Roy Rogers? No, I'm talking about oh. Gene Autry. <laughs> Gene Irie. And if you listen to his theme song, which is Back in the Saddle. There you go. On the second second line, it's uh, where the hungry cattle feed. On the lowly Jumpton weed. Oh, that's right. No, Lord. <laughs> they better not feed on them. <laughs> so I thought maybe you'd have your record player dig that up and play it for you. Gene Autry. All right, Al, you've got a mission for Autry. that song. <laughs> back right. in the Thanks. saddle. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. back in the saddle. Thanks for ca- calling, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Okay. Talk to you later. Yeah. You too. Cliff, Cliff was... Uh, one of uh, Forrest Appleton's uh, best volunteers over at the Jones Mossberg. Uh oh, we got to take a break. Well, he was one of our best ma- master gardener. Yeah, absolutely. All right, 210 308 8867. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9 30 a.m. The answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9 30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Sam is on the line. Sam, thank you for waiting through the news. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? I have immature baby pecans all over my yard. What caused the falling of these pecans this year? The you say the immature pecans are falling off? Yes. Just size. how big? How big are they? Are they size of a? Uh, are they little bitty or are they little bitty? Little bitty. They look they like have, they've been fried. They, they have been uh, cooked. Do they have a hole uh, next to where they're joined to the tree? A little, little bit of hole? No, no. Okay, there's case sparrows, uh, but that they occur. Are you in San Antonio or close? Yes. Okay. I think it's weather related. Yeah, it could it could pay, if it had a little hole next into into the little immature nut. Uh, that's a case bearer, and they usually show up the week after Mother's Day. Uh, that'd be May, right? Yeah, I think Sam, these Sam, these were look like they were shed, and there are hundreds of them. And, uh, and wow! They're, and they're harvested too, aren't they? The squirrels and the birds are 
or at least mine, I've got the same situation, and they're at, uh, they're all feeding on them. It's just a. Huh? They looked like speed. they were uh, had a blowtorch. Uh, it was huh. a fire. It was was fired at them on the tree. Yeah, they uh, they're small and they're hard and they look burnt, almost burnt. But they're yeah. They uh, the other thing that causes them to drop, but they're, they're not small, is when they're filled with water. When they when they have, go through the what we call the water stage, uh, but they're they're um, half size when uh, that happens. Yeah. These are pretty and small. Th- and that uh, that's a critical time to add wa- to make sure you've got plenty of water on the pecan tree. But I don't know what could be knocking the little ones off or drying the they're little ones off. They're about third of natural size. What yeah. the third? Yeah, mine. About mine third. Are, okay. Mine are, had a lot of set a lot of uh, nuts and and they're falling off just like you're talking about, but uh, it actually you know the birds and the uh, squirrels and everybody is uh, working them. <laughs> so I, I I don't know that there. It's hard to believe that there's any meat in there, but uh, they're they're sure exploring it. Now that uh, they don't all fall off, do they? Don't you? Don't you still have some on the tree? Yeah, not so. Far. Well, it looks like there are a lot of them. Yeah, uh, well, that that may be a good thing. It may be thinning your nut crop out, uh, and uh, the nuts that are remaining on there will fill out easier during this drop here. Especially now that we've got half an inch of rain. And, yeah, uh, one tree has not shedding. It got did what? I said I have two large, fifty-year-old plus trees, and uh, one tree is shedding and the other tree isn't. Both huh. the trees are healthy. Okay, but are they both the same variety? Oh no. Well, that that could be the difference right there. Some varieties are more sensitive to this. Whatever's causing this and the others. Well, and if they're you're, both if they're in a, but they're in a residential area or urban landscape, they're they get, they're in different soil situations too, and different amounts of sprinkler water True. and all kinds of things. They're in the same area uh, with the same soil. Yeah. Do you know what varieties there are? No, I don't. But they're. Okay. There are a lot of production. They're, 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 you get 100 pounds of tree, it's easily. Every every year? No. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we don't know what's causing them to knock off. It's not nothing that you can prevent. But I'm saying it may be a blessing in disguise. Well, I could bring you some of the falling off pecans that you can uh, experiment no, with. That, that won't help. Thank you anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like I said, it may be a blessing in disguise uh, uh, if you have fewer nuts that can fill out uh, the meats better. All right. They usually fill out well anyway. 
Yeah. Okay, well, good. Keep us informed, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Red Oaks in my neighborhood are doing the same. They're dropping acorns even. Uh, Well, last year was a record-breaking acorn year, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's pretty common. Yeah. Really, for them to do that. So, you know, everything is... uh, they're, sure. get, they're getting explored and and uh, harvested too by squirrels and the and the birds. And they just they shed their fruit. That's one of the first things that they do when they. That's right. When when they get under a, a severe drought condition, or a drought condition. I, I'm surprised we haven't heard more f- uh, from the uh, the baroque situation too. Yeah, quite, that's quite right. O- quite often the baroque leaves will start. Uh, Shedding. Dropping in this kind of weather. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so uh, the uh, the citrus doesn't do that, though. Uh, what the citrus does, it holds on to its fruit, uh, but the fruit doesn't get juicy. And so uh, that's why I'm putting all my water resources to uh, taking care of my uh, citrus trees, satsumas, which are are have a very evenly distributed fruit crop this year. So if I can keep up the water on them, they should fill out some good fruit this Pretty year. Well. Yeah. But uh, it, the, I have to watch them because uh, it dries out. It, they're planted in a very shallow soil. If any soil, <laughs> more I should say a shallow rock, but uh, so they dry out rather rapidly. But they've been there a long time too, and they've got a well-established root system. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So Milton, I want you to decide. Yeah. After I've got such bad looks yesterday. Talking about collecting the uh, wildlife uh, urine for to keep the deer away. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've we've. I've got one more that uh, that they sent. Dennis sent. Me. We will we will let the uh, the listeners decide whether they <laughs> want to do it or not, so they can call you and. How to collect coyote and fox urine? All right. Well, take... and this is different than the the others because. Yeah. They've got a live collecting uh, technique, and they've got a deceased collection technique. So if you're interested, <laughs> you can call us at 210-308-8867. It's going to block the phone line, Milton. Uh, it might. So hold, don't put that article away yet. Okay. We, we might get just inundated with urine calls. <laughs> I'll keep it. All right. What else you got? <laughs> uh the uh, I'm surprised we haven't gotten uh, a lot more oh, uh, comments and inquiries about the drought restrictions. Yeah, well, Kevin had a good article in yesterday's paper, uh, and and uh, discussed all the when and how to water, and uh, then he talked about uh, grasses and plants. 
And he talks about, the neat thing about it is that Bermuda, Zorja, or buffalo grasses can be allowed to go dormant if it is impractical to apply enough water to keep, the, to keep them green. I've noticed a lot. Drop to your knees and pray that the Bermuda, the buffalo grass doesn't come back, okay? I've noticed that <laughs> some people, which I find is a real good strategy, too, some people have obviously experienced the drought before, and so they've identified areas yeah. close to the door where they're going to keep mm. everything green. That's a good idea. And, yeah. And, yeah, and then they're, they're mostly Bermuda grass. They've allowed the, the rest of it to go dormant. Yeah, I've identified that I want to keep my satsumas green, mm-hmm. and f- uh, yeah. full of fruit, and so I let the rest of it go dormant. Yeah, I forget where we did. Was that, I'm trying to remember, someone else called us about that. It's been a couple years where just the, the grass that was closest to the house, they took care of that yeah. and, and enjoyed it and kind of, was that forest? I don't know why. I think yeah, it's, and it's one of the... It was a good idea. One of the uh, organizations, uh, educa- uh, gosh, the Jewish Center. Yeah. They did that. They did a major. They had a plan that they implemented, and they had identified where the the key green areas were, the ones that had the most impact and made the most inviting. And they did it, and they went into that uh, uh, situation pretty quickly, and we had accomplished everything that. Uh, they wanted to accomplish and that the sanitary water system. Yeah, it sounded like a good compromise. Yeah, so they got they had a attractive. The lawn did not, you know, didn't in the long term didn't suffer, and they reduced water considerably. Yeah. Water use considerably. And uh, you, Kevin, wrote a, a another good good tip that uh, Neil Sperry writes almost every newsletter. He says, Calvin writes, also keep an eye on shrubs and trees, especially those planted within the last two or three years. Uh, during a drought, it's not uncommon for root balls to dry out and plants to drop their leaves. You detect, If you detect wilting on a young tree or shrub, hand water them directly at the base so that the root ball gets soaked. And that's that, that soaked is important because uh, if they're wilting, that root ball has dried out, and a lot of times because of the mix it's in, that root ball is hard to wet again. Yeah, you made a good point on that. I think sometimes even uh, uh, not running the water very fast is probably better to get in terms of the penetration than. When you turn the water on really hot, fast, yeah. it has a tendency to go around oh. that root ball. Yeah. So, so a lot of times that best. That's why it's not a bad idea to to do a little probing, uh, and even and that'll even make it easier for the uh, that uh, penetration of the root ball. If you uh, open that up a little bit and you uh, run it not very hard. You, you, you can watch it for a short time, and you'll know that it is penetrating that root ball. So, yeah, take a little time to get that strategy in place, too, because everybody will have a few. I've got a a couple of viburnums that seem to be really sensitive. I, I guess it's where they are in terms of the soil and uh, 
they don't have I don't have them um, irrigated, uh, so they're they're the first ones to to always uh, show a symptom, and and um, most landscapes have that kind of a, an experience. A few plants that are in the, for some reason are in a tough situation, so be ready to give them a little water, extra water. So what do you think is the, uh, okay, so I know that there is, the systems are more efficient, the, the drip irrigations, other systems, uh, than, say, the, this, the sprinklers that you buy at the box stores, let's say. But if, if that's your only choice, what is the most efficient one? Well, oh, the, the, the sprinklers, yeah, the sprinklers that the, lo- <laughs> the lower they stay, oh, okay. and the thicker or the bigger the drops. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, if they're... If there's spray, that real fine spray, yeah, some, that goes sometimes, up in the air, yes, sixty percent may not even may, uh-huh. may evaporate. The the ones that we used to love that shot straight up yeah. in the air and then the the, the yeah. deal rotated and and the kids used to go yeah. in oh, yeah. and play in the sprinkler and then step on the sprinkler and break it. I don't remember that part. I do. I do vaguely remember. Okay. I remember when we did it. Uh. That sprinkler. And then it also, uh, every once in a while, you mentioned, Jerry, it reminds you of the hummingbirds. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they get fascinated by following that. uh, (laughs) They'll follow that sprinkler head back. But that's not the, the the oscillating one is the, the, not the, the, yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the one that, yeah, the one that goes. Level with the ground, yeah. <laughs> okay. And has had big droplets. Okay. That you can control. Yeah. You can, uh, that, that's what I water my uh, citrus with. Oh, okay. And I just water the spray. I, it, it, you can decide the uh, radius that it's going to cover that uh, by, by the little adjustments on the side. Yeah. And then you can also describe, decide the uh, uh, how far the sp- spread will go, and you can there's a little flap on there that you put down into the water flow that uh, cause the uh, water to spread so the, shoot, shoot for a long distance. Is is it as, as efficient when it's shooting for a long distance as it is for a short distance? No. Okay, so it's better to do a short distance. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Again, that's the way I do my okay. citrus. And um, so, I- anyway. No, I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the hummingbirds, he mentioned hummingbirds and other birds, will find <laughs> they get they do well with either kind of sprinkler. In other words, the one that's uh, <laughs> oscillating or the one that's... Uh, uh, rotating. They'll even sometimes find the. Uh, oh, mockingbirds are notorious for fi- for finding uh, drip irrigation heads. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, even if you got them, got them under some mulch, sometimes you know they'll it'll kind of bubble up sometimes, or they'll get wet. And uh, I don't think it detracts from the efficiency of it. But oh, they, good. <laughs> yeah, they they take advantage of uh, just. Finding a source of wa- source of water is uh, yeah mice and too. mice and rats and squirrels will do the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and fact, that's, prob- one, that's one of the problems in commercial yeah. drip and irrigation. And your cockroaches too. <laughs> and uh, I never noticed my cockroaches at the drip drippers. 
But uh, that's one of the main. They're too well watered in the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Get the couch, I always put on a little bow for them. And, uh, they get the couch, the remote. Yeah, why? Why would they go outside when they got the yeah. dog, dog food? Right no, exactly. The yeah, dog dish. Yeah. Got their own chairs, their own water. They their love dog food. Uh, <laughs> and the, uh, of course, the the the. The, in Calvin's article yesterday, or with Calvin's article, they have a picture of a fellow sitting in a lawn chair. Hand watering. Hand watering. said, under stage one, water restrictions, watering with a handheld hose is allowed at any time. So that goes back to my old recommendation of Get enough hose to run through the house that won't leak, and go out to the fr- goes out to the front yard, and you sit in your easy easy chair and in the air conditioner, hold the hose, and water your front lawn. That is that's a, a handheld hose. What is that uh, that we say when the views of, the, of Jerry Parsons <laughs> do not necessarily reflect those of the other hosts, Milburgers, and the nine water, thirty a.m. The answer, the water people, saws, I, the little, I, I little think, creatures that wander. And I think Karen probably giggles about it because she can see Jerry getting yeah. tangled up in the hose, uh, and, and, uh, the water falling off of the, the yeah in the, the house. Still in the house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what we don't give up, to, what we don't sacrifice to keep our lawns green. Uh, right, but, we need we need to take a quick break, so oh, hang, okay. on, hang on to the article. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. And now is a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant, and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you, like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, but I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas. And perennials are on sale. In the number one container, regularly $6.99, choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or 5 for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. There's a storm coming. I can see it in the Welcome back to Millburgers. Tracy's on the porch with us. And you can call. You are actually, you are off the porch with us. Uh, and uh, you can call. Trace will be a part of uh, your answer, too, at 210 308 
8867-210-308-8867. We left it to our audience to vote on whether they wanted to hear more about coyote urine. And yeah, we so, got a deal on uh, as, as, up so far, here yesterday. No one has called in to request to hear what? about the collection. Y'all are not taking the call. Yeah, I'm afraid we are. We, you, you, why would you make Al feel that way and just make him feel bad? <laughs> What's going on off the porch, Trace? Uh, nope, just another beautiful day, nice and uh, and cool. I love the breeze. Yeah. And uh, the, the plants are liking it, too. Oh, cool. Here, let me get the uh, weather forecast now. The minute cast for Millburgers, if you will. I saw 3 o'clock was what I saw. Yeah, let's see. Uh, it said, one, there was a 56% chance of rain. I don't think we're going to hit that. Uh, and then uh, I see five. But let's look at the minute cast because that's much more interesting. And see how long it's going to be until rain may form in the area. May in 54 minutes. Okay. All right. You want to help us with Bud? Sure. Bud's on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Bud? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Oh, fairly good. I got plant problems, though. All right. Let's help you out. Uh, let's see. How come I get this echo when I talk? I'm not sure. We're not hearing it. <laughs> How's your Malabar spinach doing? Um, that's exactly what I want to talk about. There Uh-oh. you go. Okay. I must be psychic or psychotic or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> both. Some, some, some of it is doing great. Good. Some, some of it has gotten to a point here now where uh, I'm just trying to feel you all out and maybe, maybe you all can... Uh, discern what most likely could be a problem. Okay. I I had a Malabar spinach, actually a couple of them, from last year. Uh, it started regrowing earlier this year. Uh, I trimmed one of them up real good. It, it's uh, it's doing excellent now. In that whole process, there started in that basket. There started coming up. Oh, just. Uh, 50, 75, maybe as many as 80 sprouts, volunteer sprouts. Mm. Wow. And uh, I would guess that was from seed. Yeah, that was from seed. Oh, okay. Um, I pulled a lot of those out of there. Now, they were so okay. close, uh, I used a great big old slotted spoon, you know, like, like you use in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I dug in there and got a bunch of them out. Okay. And I tried to put those little bitty things, three, three in a small four-inch pot. Okay. Uh, for a while, they, they they were surviving. And then they started really flourishing. Uh, but okay. now in the last, oh, I'm going to say it, maybe it started four weeks ago, um, most of those are now getting pale and uh, some of them are cur- the leaves are curling upward, not downward. Are they, st- are they still in the four-inch pots? Yes. What kind of potting mix? Um, Berger, BM7. Okay. Have you fertilized them anyway with a water-soluble fertilizer? Um, I have. Now, first, first of all, I, I don't remember. I maybe wrote it down, but I, I should have looked at it before I called. 
I'm not sure if I put any Osmocote in that medium when I put no, it into you the... No, you don't need to do that in the four-inch pot. But okay. uh, you do need to, almost every time you water them, water them with a water-soluble fertilizer like miracle Grow. Now, they're not... Yeah, they're not, yeah. Those four-inch pots are not in uh, full sun, are they? No. No, uh, the best sun they get is uh, dappled sun. Okay. okay, how tall are the plants? Uh, they are now in that four-inch pot, um, I'm going to say at least four inches tall. Some of them maybe five. Now, I will say this. Uh, at first, need to get them out of those pots and put them in the ground or in a larger container. Uh, well, yeah, I, I have done that with some, yes. Okay. And did they do well? Um, they've done better than what these little four-inchers are yeah. doing. <laughs> the leaf puckering is what uh, makes me think that they're staying too wet. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering because I would give, I, 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 I would make sure that they were moist enough. And at the very beginning, when I took them out of the original pot, they were so little bitty. Uh, I think that helped a lot, but. Uh, uh, they, uh, at some point, they have to dry out in between. Oh, well, no, they've, they've them, never really you know, dried out in between. They're trying to grow impatience in this kind of heat. Mm-hmm. That same thing happens. Yeah. That's why they call them impatient. Oh, is, that it? is that right? Because people get impatient and don't water them two or three times oh. a day. I didn't know that. <laughs> or they do water two, three times a day when it doesn't need yeah, it. Yeah, it stays. Yeah, if it stays soggy, it, it's a yeah. kiss of death. They're right you're right. That, that leaf puckering is, is just like a, like an impatient would be with overwatering. Yeah. Th- thinking because it's so hot, you got to water it. And an impatient can wilt and not need water. And uh, so I bet that's uh, that's a good yeah. description of it. Yeah. But it is. But it is a hard judgment thing because you can't wait too long. In this kind of weather, to to water them, but you do want them to to dry out uh, a bit, uh, at least half an inch or three quarters of an inch deep. Yeah, the the uh, the 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 color of the leaf turning from you know a good healthy green to a pale is that also yeah. a sign of too much water? That is definitely. Yeah, is. Okay. That, well, yeah. The lack of nutrition. I'm I'm going to vote both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I I, I did start with uh, the water soluble. I mean, after, after a certain point, I said, yeah, these need to have some something to eat. Uh, and then I got the impression that uh, a few days after that, uh, there was a burning on the edge of the leaf. By burning, I mean, you know, it started turning brown. So, uh, yeah. Drying up real. Could be, could be from that, but more than likely, that's back to the, the water issue. Okay. All right. All righty. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thank, Thank you, bud. Good you, question. You take care. Uh-huh. All right. Bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I, I just want to know how Jerry remembered that he grew Malabar spinach. Yeah. He went right there, didn't he? <laughs> he's he's well, sharper than we give him credit for. I remember him calling in about Malabar. Yeah. And uh, I think at that time you had some plants. Yeah. Uh, probably. At one time. 
It, it was the plant of the weekend, I think, for a while. Yeah. Way back when. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, do you have any more? No. no. Okay. <laughs> this this was not a great year for Malabar. Oh, no, okay. Uh, just some of those severe, that severe weather made it tough. Just like uh, Bud's having a little problem. Everybody's bringing their little doggy though out. Yeah. yeah. Was, was look at look at that guard dog right yeah. there. Well, it was funny uh, because a little bit that, of Chihuahua on a leash. That lady, uh, <laughs> another lady, had that great big. Uh, <laughs> Heart pit, pit bowl thing. Uh, oh, there, Lord. Right next to that little thing. It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite a contrast. But the Chihuahua was probably in charge. Yeah. <laughs> He's but, helping, helping make a decision on which plants. <laughs> He's helping them decide? Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Trace, what kind of... Uh, things for folks discussing with you uh, in the nursery? Well, everybody's clamoring for tomatoes, and we okay. kind of got a decent selection of four and a half inches, oh, well good. some, some yeah. uh, six six pack. Uh, but the, the the cherries weren't available. So, oh, no. So that's what I get. I'm asking them. Mm. What about peppers? What about cherries? We do have a good selection of peppers. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, pepper, pepper plants. Okay. And, and I always get asked, when is the cool weather vegetables coming? Oh, man. My answer is when it's cooler. Uh, oh. <laughs> this man gets right to the point, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He doesn't mess around. So probably uh, week of first week in September, I'll feel brave enough. I could do it now, but I don't feel that brave. Yeah. I, I Like I was talking to Trace off the air, when we chose those vegetable varieties, we chose them for their heat tolerance. And uh, but uh, that that means that if you plant them now and keep them well watered, they will survive. But the broccoli that you plant now will never be the size and quality of the broccoli that no. you transplant in August and September. Hmm. So uh, I, I recommend it uh, if you want Thanksgiving broccoli. They, these broccolis that that we sell um, is are 60 days in temperatures like this. They're 60 days from plant to harvest. So and that's October 1st. Yeah. Uh, so to be sure, plant some in in August when they come in, fresh transplants. First week of September. Yeah. And then plant uh, another planting two weeks later. Because uh, remember, you only you only you get one one big head out of the center of a broccoli, and uh, these will these varieties will also put out a pretty good nice secondary head, and then the plant should be removed. But people won't do that; they'll wait and harvest those little bitty side shoots. But uh, the broccoli is, is milder. The t- is milder taste uh, if you plant it later when it develops in cool weather. So, uh, and I, I think, I think we sell broccoli all year long, almost uh, through Christmas. Oh, we'll have it longer than that. Uh, yeah. I think last year we had it to the end of January. Yeah, February 1st is, is <laughs> yeah. kind of our last yeah. recommended time to plant it. 
If you go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, you can see about the upcoming blood drive on August 15th. Yes. How to register. It's now on the website and stuff. So that's cool. It's coming up August 15th. And you need to go to the um, South Texas Blood and Tissue website to go ahead and make your appointment for that. But uh, It's important for you to do that. That way you get a time set. And it's important for them so they know how many buses to Yeah. Have. Makes it much go much more efficiently. So, and boy, it's gotten to be so much more efficient than in the old days, uh, where you didn't know how long you would have to wait. Now, now you know when your appointment is, and they do do a marvelous job of uh, making sure you get accommodated. Yeah, and even even folks that don't make an appointment. They can pinpoint when there will be a yeah. time available. I'm yeah. pretty sure that everybody has to have an appointment. I'm I think on this one you do yeah, this, because uh, of the COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah, the quarantine and COVID. And, uh, you, and you said everybody gets a free antibody? Weapon? Yeah, it says uh, antibody 19, uh, COVID-19 antibody testing free with each blood donation. And they'll be here from 10 to 3. We'll try to get them on the show next week to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'd like to know more about that. Okay. They test. They check the temperature mainly, I imagine. Well, no, the antibodies, no, 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 no. People just... that have already had COVID, so they're te- checking to see if they've got the antibodies. And if you got the antibodies, they want your blood because they can <laughs> give it to somebody who uh, the, has COVID yeah. and uh, maybe cure them. He or, or yeah, or at least involved in some of the research. Yeah, and the vaccines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and to, to give people something to look forward to, and yeah. in honor of Charles, who's now in Florida, right? Is well, that's the last we heard. <laughs> yeah. Millburgers ha- Halloween weekend celebration. So we're going to have some version of that. October 24th and 25th. Yep. So that's something that uh, I don't know if it'll be the same without Charles. Well, <laughs> I don't know it. Well, do you, you remember a couple of years ago when we made a, a facsimile, or not facsimile, but we, we made a little uh, version of you? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can do that for okay, Charles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we can. You can either choose to worship it, or you can. Uh, if I remember, it was that zombie that, it was that, that it was set a, up on the. Yeah, on it was the in the grave, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was on the slab. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just took me a long time to fi- figure it out. You got kept hinting at it, and I never did. No. Oh, yeah. We were all waiting for you to see it. Yeah. You didn't see it. <laughs> at the end, I did. Again, we all appreciate you still having Vinca, the Cora series, for sale, on sale, and on sale. And uh, and that's uh, probably the bloomingest uh, uh, flowering annual that we have that the deer won't eat. What? Deer won't eat it? Mm-hmm. Won't touch it. Have you brought this up before? No. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's got he's got a lot of things. I still couldn't find the daylilies. That's on purpose. The, yeah. Calvin says they don't have blooms on. No, they, I think you got to them before. Yeah. <laughs> no. You come, don't be you're blaming coming in, me. You're coming though. in every morning. I'm not sure, but I kind of I thought I saw him out there grazing on this I, I, thing. And I, uh, I thought I saw him this morning as I was walking <laughs> in at about 7:45. Yeah. And the perennials on sale. He is fast. Perennials on sale for forty percent off. That's good. And or, that, or better if they buy more. Yeah, if they buy yeah. Five. It's better than forty. percent Five for twenty dollars. Or four eighteen each. Yeah, that's almost four twenty. <laughs> uh, I uh, 
the, and that, that includes the salvias, which are good uh, butterfly plants. And uh, I think it includes hum- uh, these uh, milkweeds here it, in front it, of us too. It does. Uh, and dwarf Mexican petunias yep. and lantanas. Yep. And plum- I mentioned plumbago, blue plumbago. What is I, it? I think people buy that plumbago whether it's on sale or not. As long as it's blooming. Uh, yeah. Trace, what is this sunflower looking plant over here? It's a black-eyed Susan. It's a Rebecca of some yeah. sort. That is a, is a really good uh, butterfly plant, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk to Tom real quick at 210-308-8867. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great. Hey, guys. Um, so I have some real spindly squash seedlings. Can I bury most of that plant and just leave the tip poking out like I would a tomato? No. Uh, <laughs> are, they, are they in pots or containers or something? They're in small containers, seedling containers. Okay. What? Well, the seed's not very expensive, is it? No. <laughs> I th- I think rather you can try bear bearing on some of them. I was just curious. I got them. You know, it was a pretty good deal because they were very spindly. But yeah, good I deal. Thought, That's know. why they were a good deal. Yeah, but, I, I uh, understand. Go go, <laughs> go ahead and and bear them a little bit. They may they may root along. I imagine they root along the stem. I I That's what I imagine they won't. <laughs> I think you guys are nuts. <laughs> But uh, they're having trouble uh, just surviving the squash, <laughs> let alone regrouping. But, re- but, but anyway, <laughs> well, you won't have it much trouble with squash fine borers <laughs> because they can't, they can't find the main stem. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, I was just curious, <laughs> similarly to to tomatoes, if you can do that. So. Yeah, I, give it a try. Yeah, one yeah. That, uh, Jerry did mention that uh, just putting in the reseed. Uh, Receding for the fall is probably going to be as uh, more reliable in terms of some production. Yeah. Or oh, no, but he got these for a good deal, Calvin. All right. So um, <laughs> I had some great uh, pole beans. I had two different kinds. One was a stringless, and I forget the other one, but uh, yeah. they grew profusely. And uh, some of the pods that dried out, I used the, the seeds, and uh, they've already sprouted. I'm just wondering if yeah. they're going to produce for me. No. <laughs> uh, they're pole, pole beans? Yes. You grow them on a trellis or a fence or something? I, I, I grew them in a, in a tomato cage. Oh, okay. Uh, usually they have to get to be a certain size. You might squeak out some some production uh, this All fall. Right. Depends on the weather. If you, if you plant them in uh, in August, yeah, I'm, I'm, I intend to plant them within the next couple of days. Actually, okay. the seedlings are already about four inches high. That'll work. Now you might okay. you might get some production out of them. Well, I'll not as much shot. as you did in the spring. Should he get? Should he go for something taller than a tomato cage? Oh, I could have I could have put a ten foot tall tomato cage out there, and this, <laughs> this thing would have climbed it. That was yeah. something else. It took over the garden. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what they do. Uh, were they fairly productive? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. The, uh, they won't get as big. Obviously, they won't have time before the first frost. 
but uh, right. uh, and they they'll start producing as the temperatures cool. They won't uh, grow as much and uh, and probably won't bloom and produce as much. Yeah. Well, now, generally, in the recommendations, uh, if you're going to try something in the fall, just try the bush. Yeah, the bush, bush beans. beans I'll make it. For, ah, forget okay. the Forget the other ones. All righty. But then they've okay, already sprouted. They're his little babies. I yep. just, yeah, I guess that's... Calvin, you're a old sourpuss, huh? <laughs> I mean, he's got squash. He wants the berry. Hey, buddy, beans are sprouted. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure he enjoys going out there in that 90 degree weather. And did you say you like eggplant? No, I said Calvin likes eggplant. You're talking about. Oh yeah, at least he likes he, eggplant. He's, a, he's the only one I've ever found that liked eggplant. Yeah, that's not. Well, true. you talking to another one? Yeah, yeah there you go. Like a new time. Like my man. Casserole. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom, we got to take a break, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Is it Thanks, just, Tom. Is it just me, or have they flip-flopped their point of views on things? No, there was never on eggplant. They in the charity. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road on 930 AM. The answer. Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson weed, I'm back in the saddle again. Riding the reins once more Toting my old 44 Where you sleep out every night And the only law is right Back in the saddle again Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. And now is a great time to head to Millburgers to save on some of your plant favorites. We'll start off with tomatoes because now is the time for fall tomato season. Now is the time to plant, and Millburgers carries a wide variety of different tomatoes. I could read them off to you, like Tycoon or Celebrity or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, but I'm going to tell you that the main thing that you need to know is Millburgers carries tomato varieties that have good experience in San Antonio. So you know you're getting a tomato that's going to have the best chance of doing well. And right now, each six-pack is just $2.99. This week, you'll save on vincas. And perennials are on sale. In the number one container, regularly $6.99. Choose from your favorite perennial for just $4.18 or five for $20. You'll save on foxtail fern, day lilies, Mexican bird of paradise, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you there. And welcome back to Millburgers Garage in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. While Calvin and Jerry are helping someone off the air, I want to tell you about BSG right here in San Antonio. If you're looking for home security and smart home security, you can't beat BSG. Go to bsgtexas.com and you'll learn all the things that you do or that they do. Now, they've also got alarm monitoring starting at $14.95 with zero installation and zero activation. Find out about that. Find out about BSG's... Uh, six month down, no down payment, no 
deferred payment type situation by going to bsgtexas.com. But you'll learn also about all the things they do and who they are. Uh, great employee standards. The employees average 10 years with BSG, which means they're specialists. They know how to serve you. And it means, that, which is really good, uh, that they're happy in their situation. So that uh, says a lot about BSG. They do background checks on all their employees at BSG. So you know who's coming to your door. And they have badges so you know they, who, they're, who they say they are. Uh, they got local sales and service. That means that when you're calling somebody, they can respond quickly, and they're responding locally. They're just like you. They live in this area. So give them a call and learn more about all the things they do. It's bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com, or 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. It's amazing. All the things from home security, alarm monitoring, home automation, home theater, and much, much more at bsgtexas.com. That's BSG Builder Systems Group in San Antonio. Learn more at bsgtexas.com. All right, 210-308-8867. Okay. They show up to the, to the door, and you ask them for their badge. Yeah. And they say, we don't need no stinking badge. Not at BSG, they don't. No. They, they don't. show you that badge. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a big security issue. Oh, is yeah. You want to make sure that the, they're with the company that they say they are. So. Yeah. All uh, right, we've got about seven minutes left. What else you got okay, going on? Okay, we were going over the uh, deer-resistant deer oh, yeah. sale item. And uh, w- when we mentioned uh, sal- uh, 40% off on salvias, uh, dwarf Mexican petunias, they nibble on those. Right yeah, they'll, in a drought, they and, <laughs> may eat some. I don't think they'll eat lantana. No. Gotcha. I know they'll eat plumbago. Uh, uh, blue plumbago. Oh. Pentas they'll eat. In the past, uh, we've had some uh, uh, white plumbago. And I, uh, I, I drive by a place going to the house that has a beautiful stand of blue plumbago. And right in the middle, they have a white one that just shines. Huh. I well, mean, you know, to put that blue, white in there, mark that blue. Well, you even had a, a neighborhood. There was a neighborhood that they didn't eat blue plumbago a few years ago. Yeah. But most most of them they do eat. Yeah, but we planted them in my daughter's house in Fair Oaks, and they came up on the porch and <laughs> ate them. <laughs> right in front of the <laughs> entrance to the door. Yeah. And uh, Sinisa, of course, and we talked about a little bit about that yesterday, like I was congratulating and thanking Trace for having uh, Lynn's legacy, mm-hmm. named after Lynn Lowry. And uh, he's the one that found the uh, Lynn's legacy, uh, Sinisa, which blooms blue rather than uh, that purple that most of them, yeah. all of them bloom. Um, Bart, one of our listeners that uh, has cooperated with uh, Jerry and, uh, and I on a lot of projects, uh, he, he went ahead and bought four of those and uh, oh, did he? planted Good. those in his landscape. I yeah. hope they do well. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And, uh, yeah, that's an unusual one. And that's one... That uh, we didn't make a Texas superstar, 
because uh, we couldn't ensure supply. The people that were growing them or growing the, the other Sinesa, uh Silverado, which is also on sale here. And uh, they said Silverado looked better in the container than Lynn's Legacy did. But it blooms the same color as the others do. But uh, this Lynn's Legacy is a is a nice plant to have. And I'm glad it's, it's been on the market here at Millburger for longer than I've ever seen it on the market. So still if, still if a we, good selection of plants. Oh, yeah. If we have a availability of this thing, maybe we'll uh, make it a Texas superstar. Uh, now, what was that, Terry? What was the, the red... Uh, uh, coral vine? Coral vine, called. Yeah, yeah, uh, Fandango. Fandango. Okay, Fandango. Uh, and that was found by James Spivey uh-huh. in Fredericksburg. And we, and don't, we, didn't, we didn't have that here. At, well, we had at, it at for one a, time a we couple did. of weekends, but... Uh, I th- I think it's sold out now. Yeah, because the uh, but they've got the regular coral vine. Yeah, the cor- coral vine is really making a show all oh, around, yeah. around the city. And that red one was pretty too, but uh, that was a propagation problem because they have to be on a trellis. You you can imagine uh, they had to put yeah. a little trellis in there. A trellis or yeah. a, or a house or a <laughs> shed or a. A tree, and uh, they've also got uh, thryalis on uh, on sale. Regularly twenty four ninety nine, Milton, almost twenty five. Almost, but not uh, on sale for nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, and everybody around here, everybody at the nursery today, all who are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Did you know a mask are required to the mm-hmm. sign at the gate? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, uh, go, they're walking. That's the, because wa- you've been wearing a mask for a long time. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, following the recommendations yeah. of the health officials that we're involved with. <laughs> I was uh, laughing because, you know, I took a picture, and it's on plantanswers.com, of you and Milton and Trace wearing yeah. your mask sitting on the porch, and I thought it'd be a couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have it yep. on the flat answers for a couple of weeks, and that's been a coconut out with a gold star Esperanza, which yeah, is it's probably the bloomingest plant on this place. It's hard to pass them up. And because it is the bloomingest plant, it is no, for sure a gold star Esperanza. All right, well, we're going to say goodbye for today. Uh, but we want to thank you for uh, being a part of the show. Thanks to the docs doing a great job, of course. And thanks to Al back at the station getting all the music and all the calls on the air. We sure appreciate Gene it. Gene Autry. And he, we, we liked your Gene Autry. Maybe we'll do more Gene Autry next week. I'm Milton Glick. This is-